Mr. Rogers. I'm here to interview you. It is so nice to meet you. You okay? Profiling Mr. Rogers. Lloyd, please don't ruin my childhood. This piece will be for an issue about heroes. Do you consider yourself a hero? We are trying to give the world positive ways of dealing with their feelings. Yeah, like what? There are many things you can do. You can play all the lowest keys on a piano at the same time. Love broken people like me. Sometimes we have to ask for help, and that's okay. I think the best thing we can do is to let people know boom, that each one of them is precious. To the Monday Morning Critic Podcast. Today is the very first installment of a segment I am calling the 20-minute movie review, where no review will exceed 20 minutes. Some might be 10, some might be 15, some might be 20 on the nose, but I promise you this, not one will exceed 20 minutes. So it'll give you a great idea of what to see every weekend, because I'm at the theaters every weekend. Um, or I see, you know, I'll double up on one weekend, but I usually average about one movie a weekend. And hopefully my insight would give you the information you need to either see a movie, not see it, but either way, give you a general sense of what the movie's about, you know, without giving you spoilers or without giving you, you know, stars or thumbs up or down or whether a movie's fresh or it's rotten or giving you grades or letter grades or percentages or numbers out of 10, whatever, what the same stuff that's been beat to death by movie critics for over 60, 70 years, you know, enough is enough. I'm just going to give you an idea of what I think of what the movie's about, the basic plot line, and you can make a decision yourself on whether to see it or not, and I won't insult your intelligence with a score. Um, I'll lay it out for you. You decide if this is a movie you want to see or not, and I'm going to tell you the very first one is very appropriate because this is a movie that exceeds numbers and ratings and stars, and, and the movie is... Uh, a Beautiful Day in the Neighborhood, directed by Marielle Heller, starring Tom Hanks, Matthew Reese, and Chris Cooper. You know, the plot or the summary of the story is it's the movie's based on the friendship between Fred Rogers and journalists. In, in, the, in the movie, the journalist's name is Lloyd Vogel. In real life, the man's name is Tom Junid. Um, after Junid was asked, or Lloyd Vogel was asked, um, to write a, you know, a profile on Fred Rogers, the whole movie is about you know, his his profile on Fred Rogers, and a lot of it is, uh, and I'll use the character's name in the movie, you know, it, the, the man's real name in real life is, is Tom Junid, in the movie his name is Lloyd Vogel, so Lloyd is asked to write this piece on Mr. Rogers, basically because no one else can stand Lloyd Vogel, because he's very negative, he's very cynical, he's very glass half empty, he's asked to write this piece about Fred Rogers, and when he starts meeting Fred Rogers for the first few times, 
he can't get over, like, this has to be an act. Nobody can possibly be this kind. No one can possibly be this good. No, no one can possibly have a heart of gold like this. This cannot exist. And he has to get over that skepticism while, and then I think this is where the movie is, is a little different than what people think. You know, I think in most biopics, people believe, you know, it's a movie from start to finish about Fred Rogers' life. Well, that's a little true, but it's really not that type of movie. It's a movie that centers around the relationship between Lloyd Vogel and his family, but it's also a movie that centers around um, Fred Rogers and his importance and what he lived by. So it's a combination of two. I think some people are going to go into this thinking, oh, this is Tom Hanks and Fred Rogers, which it is, but not as much as you would think. And I think that works for this movie. You know, I read a couple, you know, critics over the weekend that said, or, or during the week that said, you know, um, the movie could use more Fred Rogers and more Tom Hanks in it. I don't know. I think when you see Fred Rogers in the movie, you know, obviously played by Tom Hanks, I think that makes it more special because it's not diluted with, okay, nonstop Fred Rogers. When he makes an appearance, it really is symbolic. It really is powerful. And you'll see that when you see the movie. And I think they, uh, Marielle Heller did a really good job of that, of, of really just kind of looking at the movie and saying, you know, and I love the little things about this movie. You know, when you watch A Beautiful Day in the Neighborhood, the, uh, in the Mr., when Mr. Rogers had his show, you know, everything was these, like, toy, I don't want to say Lego, but, like, these models that were built up to scale, you know, these little scale houses, cars, the whole movie is like that in between scenes. Like if, if Lloyd Vogel is flying somewhere, they use a toy plane, and the the air the the runway is made of toy. Everything is toys, and I love how she did that. I love she did a great job of really putting this movie together. And, and I mentioned just like I said the the combination of how she decided to portray Fred Rogers' life. I really think it it made it more powerful. I think it was a really unique blend and way of of looking at Fred's life. It, it's a really powerful thing because Lloyd is. And I'm not going to say too much because I don't want to ruin it for you. But Lloyd is really upset with his father, and it's his, it's the conversations, the rapport with Fred Rogers that really set this movie apart. Um, you know, and, and I've I've had two guests from Mr. Rogers' Neighborhood. One of which is David Newell, who plays um, Mr. McFeely, and then Francois Clemens, who played the police officer. And that's a whole other. And I was a little surprised the movie didn't touch on that because Mr. Rogers um, had a bit, he did, he did a lot of monumental things. One of which was we had an African American police officer on the show, and the two of them share this wonderful rapport. And there's a scene with, with a little kiddie pool, like a little kid's pool, um, and they both kind of just dip their feet in there. And this is real life, this is not the movie. And I wish they had included that. I really felt like, but, but, but the way she directed the movie, I don't, I don't see how that would have where she would have done that, just based on the tempo and tone of the movie. But in real life, if you guys get a chance, Google that. It's a really phenomenal, and I think there's clips on YouTube. It's it's pretty impressive moment. So I've had Francois Clemens on the show. I've had David Newell, if you guys want to see that. This interview, all interviews and the reviews are available at uh, mmcpodcast.com. It's Monday Morning Critic Podcast, but it's mmcpodcast.com. For any interview I've ever done, I think you'll enjoy what I have up there. Um, but yeah, I really love this movie a lot, and I'll get right into it too. I mean, I just, like I said, I read reviews that people were disappointed because, you know, they felt that there wasn't enough Mr. Rogers. I think there's just enough. And I don't know, when I'm watching this movie, I'm like, I don't know how much of it is because it's Tom Hanks playing Mr. Rogers. So you have two legends that are kind of alike in a lot of ways. So 
I don't think any other actor would have done the justice that Tom Hanks did it because you're in awe of how great Tom Hanks is, but you're also in awe that there's this guy that lived his life trying to make children's lives better. So you're kind of in like this, it's like a, I don't know what you would call it, a double positive, This the, these two wonderful souls that are good human beings and one is portraying the other. It's For me, that's all I kept thinking about because Hanks is amazing. I always feel like Tom Hanks channels the people he's portraying. He doesn't just portray them like other actors. I feel like he channels them. He is them. And the kindness, and there's so many scenes. There's a scene in a restaurant that you're going to love. There's a scene where it's just, it's one captivated, and there's a scene at the end of the movie that just will, will absolutely take your breath away, whatever's left of it anyway, because I do believe that this, it's pretty hard to make a movie on Mr. Rogers and fail, let's be honest, but I'm going to tell you right now, this movie hits on all cylinders, and I really hope people see um, Heller's vision and how she directed this movie. That's the big thing. And the movie touches, it does touch, even though it didn't have Francois Clemens on, it does touch upon some of the big moments in Fred Rogers' life when he appears in front of Congress. Uh, great, if you've seen the documentary, or that's another thing that you can watch on YouTube, when he appears on the Arsenio Hall show, another awesome appearance. You just, you, you never think that there's going to be another man like this. Because nowadays if you had somebody like fred rogers people would be like what's he really want why is he really spending time with these kids what is wrong with him is there i wonder what his true motivations are that's the way society is today that's how skeptical it is that's how uh that that people would never accept a fred rogers today because they'd wonder what his true intentions are i have to be very honest you know i'm watching this movie and as i'm blown away by hanks and i'm blown away by fred rogers um i'm gonna tell you this the one thing that he reminds me of, he remi- I used to be an altar boy when I was younger, believe it or not. Yes. Uh, <laughs> but I tell people that they don't believe. But I used to be an altar boy, right? And these horrible priests have ruined this wonderful, genuine rapport that altar boys used to have with priests, right? These awful priests you read about in the news that abuse their privilege, they abused their position, um, much like other professions, right? But you, you read about priests and the connections that they've had with with children and they've abused it but i'm going to tell you on the other side of that there's so many priests that didn't abuse it that spent their lives trying to get through to kids much like mr rogers i i have a priest that i used to go to church i don't go much anymore i'm i'm hopefully still looking for faith right i'm not going to say that i'm um agnostic i'm not going to say that i'm an atheist but i'm still looking for faith and i think i'm, I'm currently watching the crown on netflix which is i think now my favorite show and, and i and i'm and I usually have about 10 to 15, if not 20 shows in my Rolodex of shows that I watch on, on a loop. And I've been watching The Crown, and I absolutely love season three. And that's a, that's a, that's a conversation for another time. But one of the episodes, Philip is talking to his mother, Queen Alice. Talk about a special person. YouTube or Google Queen Alice when you get the chance. She's absolutely amazing. Talk about a wonderful life to live. Uh, very similar to Fred Rogers in a lot of ways. Um, but... They talk about the concept of faith. Like I said, I'm not religious, but I. she makes a point to her son. It's important that you have faith in something. It's important that you develop faith, if for nothing else, for your head, for your heart. It's just such a moving thing, right? And I have to say that in this movie, Fred Rogers does a lot of that same thing. He doesn't, He, I, I believe he does mention God on a few occasions, and he, and he talks about praying, and, he, and, he, and, and clearly Fred Rogers is spiritual and religious. But I think what I took away from that is I think it's important. You know, I think that 
the wonderful things that religion bring to the table, kindness for others, forgiveness. And believe me, there's some people in my life I will never forgive. There's snakes in my life that I cannot forgive. But that's my flaw. The correct way would be to live by the way Fred Rogers did, live by the way Queen Alice did, with, with kindness in your heart, forgiveness in your heart. And there's a scene where Fred Rogers talks about forgiveness. And he says, you know, that's letting somebody go of the anger you have towards them. It's just, Hanks just captures it. He nails it. And then there's another scene where, where, where he talks about being a hero, where, where Lloyd Vogel asks him about being a hero. And I'll play that little clip for you now, and then we'll finish up the review on the other side. Consider yourself a hero? I don't think of myself as a hero. No, not at all. What about Mr. Rogers? Is he a hero? I, I don't understand the question. Well, there's you... Fred, and then there's the character you play, Mr. Rogers. And I have to say, that's the only time in the whole movie where I feel like if there's anger at all, and there's none, but if there's any type of anger boiling, I feel it was there in that scene with Fred Rogers. Because Lloyd Vogel's basically calling him out and saying, you know, this thing you do with Fred Rogers, that's an act. That's somebody you bring to the table when it's time to film the show. Then you go back to being Fred Rogers. And I think what makes Mr. Rogers one of the most special people in the history of humanity is that he is Mr. Rogers 24-7. That's who he is. Fred Rogers is Fred Rogers. He's a beacon of kindness. He's this wonderful soul that will never, ever be duplicated. And you can say the same about Tom Hanks. But that's what makes it really special. And that scene's awesome. And it's just, you know, the skepticism that, that Lloyd Vogel brings, I think a lot of people had about Mr. Rogers, and I think we look at it at 2019. We look back in our rearview mirrors, and it's, it's he's the he was the real deal, and it's great too because there used to be rumors when I was a kid growing up that you know Mr. Rogers was a Navy SEAL and he was in the Marines and he was all and they bring that up in the movie a little bit, and it's he kind of laughs it off and dismisses it, and it's obviously not true, but it's just it's awesome how this movie was put together. I cannot reiterate that enough. It's just so really really well done. And, you know, and that's the whole thing with Fred Rogers is what you see is what you get, and it's, it's how he delivers. And there's so many scenes of when he just sits there and he cares for children, and he just talks to children. He spends time talking to adults, you know, and there's a scene where, you know, Lloyd talks to him about, you know, you, f you, you help heal broken people like me. And every answer, the one thing, one of the things I took away, one of the many things I took away is every reply, every answer that Tom Hanks gives us, Fred Rogers is the perfect reply. And it's the reply that you know you would have gotten out of out of Fred Rogers. And that's what makes it so very special. But anyways, I was going on a tangent a little bit back about, you know, priests and altar boys. And when I was an altar boy, I had a priest named Father Ray. And he's still alive today. And he did all those kind things that Fred Rogers does. You know, visit people, talk to people, sit with people, show up at their house, see how they're doing. Just these kind acts for no other reason but because he's kind, because he's a good soul, because it's it's the moral and right thing to do. You talk about, you know, we oftentimes we watch Animal Planet or these other shows, we talk about endangered species. It's the Fred Rogers of the world that are the endangered species. It's the Father Rays of the world that are the endangered species. That's what we're missing in the world. That's what we need. You know, forget these politicians of both sides that think they're helping us. Forget... Just go out and do it. Go out and help people. Like, that's the thing. And 
I'm definitely trying to heed my own advice and heed the what what you know the way you know Fred Rogers lived and the way you know in my personal life Father Ray lived, who was just a good soul to people, reminds me dead on of Mr. Rogers. And we all have that person in our lives that reminds you of Mr. Rogers. Maybe not a hundred percent, but certainly the kindness going above and beyond because it's just simply the right thing to do without personal gain. That's what makes it so special. That's why when I bring up when I was an altar boy and I, and I was an altar boy under Father Ray, and he reminded me so much of Fred Rogers, just being kind for the sake of being kind. And I was thinking when I was um, watching this movie, I had a lot of thoughts go through my head, one of which is, you know, I'm, I'm psyched about Star Wars coming up, The Rise of Skywalker. And, and those of you that listen to the podcast on a regular basis, you know how much I love Star Wars. Kindness and, and, and goodness and morality remind me of the Force, for those of you familiar with Star Wars. Some people in Star Wars are blessed with a lot of the Force. Darth Vader, Yoda, they're very powerful with the Force, but it's how they choose to use it. Some people have a little bit of the Force. Some people have a lot of it. And I feel like the Force can be translated or transferred into kindness. I believe it's the same thing. A lot of people have it and they choose to use it in all the right ways. People choose to be kind. People choose to not be kind and, and be the opposite and just be horrible people. People make that choice. And I think the struggle with life is trying to figure out a way to be kind on a more frequent basis. And believe me, this is advice I'm trying to adhere to. So, yeah, I just think it's, that's what makes this so special. And that's all I kept thinking about was we choose to be who we are. And Fred Rogers chose to dedicate his whole life to others, to being kind, to choosing the road less traveled. I mean, this movie is a love letter to Fred Rogers. I mean, there's no question that Marielle Heller and, and all the cast and people involved, I mean, this is this movie is a love letter to Mr. Rogers, and that's what's going to hit with audiences. That's why people are going to love it so much. It's a, it's a thank you. It's a love letter. It's like taking a time machine back to your childhood. For so many reasons, you're going to love this movie. I'm not going to break it down with plot points or writing or, you know, get technical with it. Just go see it. You'll love it. I'm telling you. I mean, the movie speaks for itself. The trailer, which you heard a little about, and you heard a little of in the intro, you're gonna absolutely love this movie. And I got to tell you, what made it more special for me, and this is always my dream scenario because I average about one or two movies a week, <clears throat> as I mentioned in the beginning. When I walked into the theater, I, I went on. A, I think it was late Thursday night, and there are. Everyone thinks this movie's coming out on Friday. So I walk into the theater, and when I buy my ticket, the woman says, you're the only person in the theater. I'm like, what? I was ecstatic. Like, my dream scenario, every time I go see a movie, I mean, once in a while, somebody will send me a screener when I have a guest on the show, but walking into a theater and having the whole theater to yourself, it's like finding a unicorn. I'm going to tell you, I was in there, and and I'm looking to my left, looking to my right, and I'm like, is this really happening? And there's times where this happens and in the last second the worst person in the world shows up right the, the, we all we all see those movie overs right the ones that talk non-stop throughout the movie the ones that bring a crying baby in the movie but the movie's starting to roll and nothing i'm like i have the whole theater to myself this is my dream scenario i have the theater to myself which is always my dream i'm watching tom hanks portray fred rogers i've got my tall diet coke and my small popcorn i mean does life get any better? It is so hard not to be romantic about the movies. The movie is called A Beautiful Day in the Neighborhood, starring Tom Hanks, Matthew Reese, and Chris Cooper. This concludes the first episode of the 20-minute movie review. Thank you for listening.